Welcome to God is Open. I'm your host, Christopher Fisher. Today on God is Open, we are going to be talking about one of these Calvinist proof texts for their metaphysics. There's a debate I watched last night about regeneration. And regeneration is one of these words that uh, you find maybe twice in the Bible. And in both contexts, they're talking about very divergent things. Uh, it's not even talking really about the same thing. But the word itself has come to take a lot of theological baggage, a lot of uh, implied meanings. And, and so it's thrown around, oh, the Calvinist says, oh, the man, man has to be regenerated. Oh, you're not regenerated, so you don't understand such and such. It's a term that they have taken over, hijacked, loaded down with theological baggage, and they implement it in their worldview. They think that the Bible talks about metaphysics. And so in their worldview, they think man has a metaphysical switch inside ourselves that makes us unable to seek God. And so metaphysically, we're unable. It's, it's not just practically. It's not just a, a mindset. We, we just cannot. We cannot seek God. God has to then regenerate someone, and that regeneration then allows the person to seek God. They think that man is totally depraved, and it has to be a special act of God to flip that metaphysical switch off and on. Remember, the Bible is not a metaphysical manual. The Bible is not a systematic theology. The Bible is a practical manual that gives people practical advice. It gives them a practical things to do ways to look at the world, things that are useful for their day-to-day -day interaction. It's, it's not a technical manual detailing uh, the inner workings of a secret reality that we don't have access to. It's, it's not a metaphysical manual. So it, it tends to be a mistake to turn to any passage and then to read it as if metaphysical processes are at play. Well, let's turn to one of their proof texts. Let's, let's turn to John 1, 12, and 13 and uh, read it like a normal person and see what it says. And then we'll talk about what the Calvinists get from this. So in John 1, uh, 11, this is talking about Jesus. He came into his own and his own people did not receive him. Jesus came in the world and the world rejected him. But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So that sounds responsive. God is responding to people. People do something and God responds. In Calvinism, God can't respond. God is immutable. He's impassable. He can't receive from outside himself. So God is not responsive. In Calvinism, that would violate their metaphysics. But in this verse, God waits and sees what people do and then responds accordingly. This is giving people practical advice. If they want to become children of God, they need to believe. They need to receive his words. They need to become Christians. Next verse. Who were born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. This is the verse that they really hone in on because one of the concepts that they are really looking for proof texts for is something that says that... Uh, People don't become Christians by their own will, and it's only God who decides arbitrarily from time eternal who becomes Christians and who doesn't. And, you know, of course, uh, open theism would negate all of this. If God doesn't know the future exhaustively, that would negate all of that. But 
This is what they hone in on the phrase, nor of the will of man, but of God. Oh, oh, on face value, kind of sounds like what they're saying. They say this is their proof text. And uh, if they're presenting this first, you might be in the mindset to say, okay, that, that does make sense. But where in the context is actually talking about God is picking specific people to be Christians and not. Remember, this is actually after the verse in which God, he's watching, and then whoever receives him, then he and, and then those people believe in his name, then he gives the right to become children of God. And the children, that's the birthing process, right? Who are born, uh, so children get born, and the people only get the right to become children after they believe and after they receive them, after God sees this happen and gives them those rights, they are born not of blood, nor of the will of flesh, nor of the will of man. Now, Joe Park points out that this man is not anthropos. It's not what we'd be expecting for man. This is actually father. And so the contrast here is not, oh, men will, will something and just God just predetermines it. That's not the con contrast going on here. The contrast here is a physical birth versus a spiritual birth. This is a father, a husband. So like in a normal birthing process, a husband walks up to a woman and he's like, I'm going to impregnate you. And then he impregnates her and then they have a baby. And so that baby is born by the will of man. But if God is choosing to birth children to himself and he's picking the people who receive him and believe his name. Yeah, it's not of the will of a father. God is the father. God is the father in that scenario. God's making the decision. So this verse is absolutely not about man has no free will to choose anything. No, no free will to choose for God. In fact, this choice of God's is a spiritual choice. God's becoming a spiritual father after evaluating the subject. As we read in 1 John, or John 1, 12, But to all who did receive him, who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. That starts the birthing process. God chooses to adopt us. God engages in this relationship based on our actions. It's an individual thing too. It's not blanket to all of Israel, and that's getting pointed out within John. John's saying, individually, you, as a person, if you're reading this, you need to follow this uh, method. You need to receive him, believe in his name, and then you too, you too can join the fold. God will adopt you. God will birth you. God will father you. That's what this is saying. It's not saying anything uh, Calvinistic. It's not telling us metaphysics. It's telling us practically how to act, how to behave to get results that we desire. And just think about if that's not true. If this, if the Bible is a metaphysical manual that just tells us uh, uh, kind of these metaphysics of how things work, uh, Nicodemus approaches Jesus and says, how am I born again? And Jesus just goes into this weird tirade like, well, God just kind of uh, unilaterally chooses people and there's nothing they could do in themselves. They're totally depraved and, and unregenerate and God has to spark up a regeneration and then then people then now have the ability. If, if that type of stuff is going on, then all the information being presented in the Bible is useless. If people can't do anything with the information, it is useless information. It practically serves no purpose. And that's how the Calvinists see the Bible 
in operation. The Bible is useless. It's impractical. It just speaks to these weird metaphysics that are of no use. The Bible is useless in Calvinism. But of course, that's not true. Uh, this is a practical manual uh, given to people for practical reasons that they could actually do things with, learn things from, learn how to control and guide their life, learn how to act and behave, and to uh, make themselves uh, good to God, make themselves uh, attractive to God, uh, put themselves into a right relationship with God, learn how to act and behave, learn to be like King David. King David's life is thrown out as an example for us to follow. James talks about practical uh, practical living, how we need to help orphans and widows and reach out and do good works. And, and uh, th these types of things are in the Bible to teach us how to live. It's not there to teach us uh, meaningless metaphysics that don't matter and can't have an effect on anything. It's not there for that. So reading the Bible as metaphysics is, is not a very good way to treat the Bible. It's, it's, it's not practical. It's, it's uh, impractical. One last thing I'd like to talk about before we take off is this idea of being born again. Remember, the Calvinist sees everything as metaphysics. So this metaphysical birth is a changing inherent in our metaphysics, an on-off switch that then allows us to overcome original sin, turns that off, allows us to seek God, that sort of stuff. But what are some other more practical options? Maybe being born again is a state of mind. You know, if, if you join a club, now uh, you're in a different state of mind. You're, you're in a sense born again because your status has changed from one place to another. So your mindset might also change. Status change too. So status, it could be talking about your status, being born again. Now you're a son of God. That doesn't mean you can't do anything wrong ever again. That doesn't mean you can't fall away necessarily even. It's just a status change. You are now you were once in one status and now you're in another. Now you're expected to behave and act according to that status. And that status might compel you internally to act that way. If you, let's say you join the military, now you're expected to act with more decorum and bearing when you uh, perform your civilian activities. If you become uh, some like a lawyer or something like that. You you maybe you uh, put away your old ways on social media of attacking people and yelling at people because you need to act more professionally and put out a professional image. It might be a status change going on, and it might be a mental change or a combination of both. What it's probably not is a metaphysical change inherent in the nature of. The person. It's not that metaphysical on-off switch that magically enables you to do things that you couldn't ever do before. Probably not that because that's not practical. Not practical. And the Bible, again, is not systematic theology. It is not a manual of metaphysics. It is a practical manual teaching people what to say, what to believe, how to act, how to behave, to become right with God. All right, questions or comments, put that down below. Thank you for listening. <laughs>